Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Yeah, here we are Oh man We went over the 100 episode marker <laughs> Cue the clapping noises <laughs> yeah, woo, woo. <sighs> <Shh>. <laughs> I never understood why people did that. Like when they were pretending to hit like a home run as a little kid, and they do the crowd goes round. Go ah, ah. It's like a real quiet, reserved one. If the crowd's going wild, the crowds you are just a lot scream louder it. than that. Yeah, that's like golf crowd. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the snaps <laughs> welcome, in. welcome to American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Um, thank you all for joining us. As you may be aware, last week was episode number 100. Yeah. We talked about um, our f- top five top albums five. that we have re- yeah. each reviewed. Um, albums so far. Over the course of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So over the course of 100 episodes. It's been good. Um, and for episodes that we would consider repeating numbers, like episode 22 or 33. Or, yeah, or 99. Yeah. We sometimes do repeating albums. Yes. Per se. And I'm not really sure that 101 is a repeating number. I think 111 is, but then you'd only get... definitely. But then you'd only get one yeah. in in terms of in the 100s. Yeah, it would just be 111. Then you have to count like 122 as repeating as well, Yeah, I, I think. Don't, I don't know. We'll just say that this is a repeater because it's a palindrome of a number. Yeah, 101 um, and so 101. We're repeating. I know that we have reviewed Paris in the past. Yes. So why not review an album... By the guy who's from Paris, Zach Quinn. Yeah. Um, and this band is Band-Aid Brigade. And the crowd goes wild. It is their only release, their debut release, I'm Separate. Yes. Released earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a pretty good album. We're just going to do this nice little one-off here. So we're both going to be talking about it. Yeah. It is a it's a fantastic album. Yeah, I think so too. Um, if you guys know who Zach Quinn is, you know the band Pairs. You know it's a very hardcore, like melodic, metal type music. And this is not hardcore. No, it is not but if you at all. Appreciate the chord structures and melodies of Pairs. Then yes, you would like this definitely. But before we get into that, uh, let's get into some beer. Yeah, why not? And I believe it was episode one hundred where we had counting sheep one. Was it? I'm pretty. Close to almost being positive. Okay. <laughs> well, if that is true, then this week we are having the second version of that, which is called... You'll never guess what it's called. It's called Counting Sheep 2. <laughs> yes, it is. A very appropriately titled, apropos... <laughs> apropos title to another beer named Counting Sheep. Yeah. I, I can confirm right now that we had Counting Sheep on episode 100, Counting Sheep 1. Okay. So, for 101, why not have Counting Sheep 2? Why not? Um, and do you know what the difference is between Counting Sheep 1 and Counting Sheep 2? Why don't you tell me about Counting Sheep 1? I shall. Here's what the <laughs> our favorite social media beer drinking app, Untapped, Untapped. Not says. a sponsor, but they totally should be. Not a sponsor. But here's what the details say, um, as put in by Bearded Iris themselves. Yes. Counting Sheep 1 an interplanetary exchange aged 12 months in Weller Special Reserve bourbon barrels. I love Weller. What a great bourbon. Mm -hmm. Then conditioned with Costa Rican coffee, roasted by Cromaco, salted caramel, or as some might say, caramel, Caramel. 
Tahitian and Madagascar bourbon vanillas mm. and milk sugar. Wow. So, I mean, not only does it sound good, but we have tasted it and we can confirm it that it was tastes very good. really good. Yeah. Clocked in at a 10, a whopping 10% IBUs. Yeah. That is where Kanchu 2 is similar. It also clocks in at 10%. Oh, yeah? Um, but Counting Sheep 2, an otherworldly interaction, ages 12 months in Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels as opposed to oh, the... A different bourbon. The other yes. one was Weller. Weller, Weller bourbon yes. is a weeded bourbon, so that's a little bit more, a little softer. Okay. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace... Trace a bit more harsh? Um, Buffalo Trace is like like a more traditional bourbon where they would have rye as well okay gotcha uh, so it'll have a little bit it, it wouldn't be as soft it'll be a little bit more a little harsher i suppose okay yeah but after it spends 12 months in the buffalo trace bourbon barrels it is then conditioned with copious ceylon cinnamon maple madagascar bourbon vanilla and milk sh- milk sugar <laughs> <laughs> I was, gonna, I was about to switch the U of sugar and the I of milk. So I was like, I'll say milk sugar. sugar. <laughs> That'd be a weird one. Uh, so knows? it's pretty similar other than the, the bourbon barrels. And then this one has cinnamon and maple. Yeah. And they don't have Tahitian. Uh, Tahitian, yeah. You know, just the Madagascar. Just the Madagascar bourbon vanilla. I'm not sure that I'd be able to tell you the differences, but probably not. Um, I, think I mean, we, I know I wouldn't be able to. We probably will be able to taste the cinnamon and maple. And there was no coffee in this one as there was in the other one. Yeah. Um, so why don't we give this a uh, try here yeah. before we start talking about Band-Aid Brigade. And the other one was a pretty good color. And as we know from a lot of the stouts that we get from Bearded Iris, they're usually pretty darn decadent. Yes. Um, as we all know, Bearded Iris, local Nashville brewery, um, prides themselves in cultivating variety, mm-hmm. even though we think they cultivate a lot of IPAs. They- <laughs> They definitely, am, they definitely cultivate a lot of uh, New England style IPAs. I jest, I jest, um, because they're Which probably okay one of the, one of the best breweries in Nashville. Um, everything they do, I think they do to the top of um, anyone's top ability. of their game. Yeah, top of their game. No, um, no, what's the phrase? No holds bar. Yeah, I think so. Is that a phrase? It's something like that. No bars hold. No holds bar. No holds bar. I think that's what it is. Anyway. If it's not, it's something to that degree where you don't hold back. What would you say about the color on this beer? Um, it is just about the same color as the bottle, which is like dark brown or black. It doesn't remind me as dark as like the um, what's the Evil Twin? Some of their crazy, yeah, like crazy, the really, ones. really dark, really malty and really sweet ones. But it's but this still is dark. quite dark. Yeah, it's got a nice little lacing of a head left over. Yeah. Um, kind of a dark it's not as dark, dark tan. it's not as dark of a tan as i thought it was going to be though yeah. i thought it'd be a lot darker of a tan on the nose you get a lot of good 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 yeah. sense though i think the cinnamon is there yeah you can definitely um, smell the cinnamon because on the other one i know you definitely got the uh the coffee flavors in the caramel mm-hmm. it was really caramely. Right. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think you'll probably get a pretty good bit of cinnamon and the maple yeah so i'm excited to see the difference here same what uh what say that we go ahead and give this a cheers and give it a try let's do it as we always say on American Brews and Tunes, down the 101 hatch. <laughs> it's sweet. It is very sweet. Ooh, doggy. That is very sweet. Borderline too much sweet. I mean, I'm I not going to say it's over the top, but I was not expecting this. Maybe that's the, maybe it's because the first taste. 
It could be. We've realized this recently whenever we're trying stronger beers or even sampling stronger whiskeys. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to, your mouth has to get used to drinking it before you can kind of get some flavors out of it. That and, and at least for beer, we got to wait for it to warm up before it opens up flavor wise. But yeah. you're right. Um, and I remember the, not this past year, but the prior year when we were waiting in line for uh, Bearded Iris's, was it the second anniversary or third? Whatever it was last not year in 2019, we got years. those those other barrel-aged beers. Uh, one was a uh, stout. The other, I believe, was a strong ale. But they both were, were yeah. barrel-aged or a yeah. barley wine, whatever it was. It was a barley wine, yeah. Those ones weren't really that sweet. I don't know if you remember. No. You got a lot more of the bourbon barrel flavored. Right. It was a really good yeah, catalyst yeah, yeah. for that bourbon flavor. This one, um, more sweet. Yeah, not there's anything wrong with that. Is. I think that's what they're going for with all the flavors they added here. Yeah, on like the front, like the first little wave that hits you is that kind of sweetness uh, with the vanilla, and then as it kind of sits in your mouth for a while, you really get that caramel. I mean, not not caramel, maple uh, flavor. Oh yeah, almost and it almost has a similar like consistency or texture as like syrup, like maple syrup. Yeah, this would be really good like, on like a delicious one, waffle. Yeah, like the not the Aunt Jemima or. Like that kind of syrup, where it's like kind of processed, but like the actual Pure maple syrup. Maple yeah. syrup, yeah, natural. You're getting a lot of that flavor in yeah. here. And I think the cinnamon only comes in a slight bit. Not as much yeah. as I thought it was going to. Not as much as the caramel did on the first counting sheep. But this is really good. Uh, I, I do get that lactose sugar in the end. You get that For sure. little bit of that creaminess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always knew that lactose sugar kind of gave it a sweetness and a creaminess, but I didn't know why. I was watching this awesome video on YouTube called like, all beer types explained or something. It was yeah, like an yeah. hour and 10 minute long video where this guy just talked about beer types. He was mm-hmm. a, um, what are they called? A, was he a... Not a sommelier. He was a Cicerone. That's Cicerone, what, yeah. He was a Cicerone. Um, and he talked about milk stouts. And he talked about how the yeast in beer cannot um, process or ferment the lactose sugars. Really? So that's, that remains. It doesn't get processed huh. the way that... Um, that normal that sugar malt, the sugars from a malt, the yeah. malt barley's, and that gets processed. So that's that's mm. why it remains interesting. That's why it kind of is leaves a lingering note of that sweet creaminess. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's all in the yeast. That's pretty cool. Anyways, um, like we always do on American Brews and Tunes, as the beer warms up, uh, the flavors will probably kind of change or open up. We'll let you know if that's the case. Otherwise, shall we delve into the music? We shall. We shall delve into this. This crazy album. Yeah, it's a really different album. Like we said before, the album's called I'm Separate by the band Band-Aid Brigade. Yep. Um, So I'll give just a little timeline of history for how this band came to be. Okay. Um, It was announced in February of 2019 that Zach Quinn, uh, like we said from Pears, had teamed up with Brian Wallstrom. He's from the band Gods of Mount Olympus, who I've never actually listened to. Neither have I. Uh, But he's also in Scorpios with um, Joey Cape. Mm-hmm. Used to be Tony Sly. Yeah. Um, a couple other people. Um, Fat Mike is in that, right? Not Fat Mike. Uh, Chris Cresswell now is. Oh, right. And, yeah. Um, oh, what's that one guy's name? Who did the Buddies album with Frank Turner? John Snodgrass. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. John Snodgrass. Yep. Uh, but they announced that they were joining up and being a new band called Band Aid Brigade, which was I was pretty excited about because I like Zach Quinn. Yeah. Um, he had done a solo record with Joey Cape. Yep. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm a big fan of Zach Quinn. And not I, only was did he do a solo album with Joey Cape, but Brian Wallstrom did too. Mm-hmm. So oh, they, right. They I forgot both that he were, did as well. Yeah, they were One Week Records alumni, and they had toured together. So I'm, I think I read it in, in interviews where they said that they, they toured together, they became friends, and they like, just started writing together. Yeah. So it makes sense. Awesome. Natural progression. Um, they released their first song, Travel Light, 
in June of 2019. So that's mm-hmm. like almost like a half year after they announced that they were banned. Yeah. Uh, there was a long gap of time. Um, and there was a music video that came along with it. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it, but I think I did. I, I watched it today. Doing like a spin class. Yeah, it's, it's really, really weird. <laughs> it's goofy. Um, it's a super goofy video. But this was our first taste of what Band Aid Brigade would sound like, and it's like yeah. 80s pop. Yeah, and like whenever the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this is going to be great. Zach Quinn, full band, like a different band. Yeah. And then I heard it, and I was like, there's like this do 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 Yeah. And you're like, what? In like the there's, world? there's piano, there's like this really like. Uh, there's like not much distortion on the guitar, and then the the melody is like really, like you said, like '80s, like melodic, dancey drums. Yeah, it's like just, really dancey. Yeah, it threw me off, but in a good way. I was yeah. super excited to hear what was to come. Definitely. Um, finally, they announced that they were going to release a full length album, uh, and it came out in January 21st, 2020. So almost mm-hmm. a full year after they announced that they were banned. Yep. Um, great way to start a very strange year. Yeah, <laughs> but all throughout that like album rollout cycle, I don't know if you paid attention to. Did you follow them on Instagram or, or um, anything? I think I only recently followed them on Instagram. But they were consistently putting out like, all kinds of weird videos, all kinds and, of, like weird th- and content. Videos. Yeah, just funny weird things that like one where they were close talking to each other and not. Yeah, like, just I, remember, I remember seeing that. really goofy videos. Um, so they were doing that. They were touring. Uh, quite a bit, even before the album came out. Right, yeah, they were. Um, and Zach Quinn was doing a Paris record. Right. So it was... At the same were, time, yeah. They were pretty busy. Um, but all the stuff that they put out kind of gave me a really good laugh. Yeah. They posted this one thing that I took a screenshot of I want to read for you. Okay. <laughs> um, the first thing that they posted was an email from some record label executive. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. It, it was too, a yeah. response. and he, they, they blacked out the to and from so you can't yeah. see who it is. But it says, hi there. Thank you for your email. I checked out some of the tracks, and it's really not my thing, nor a good fit for the record label. I would also mention that congratulating a label for receiving an email from a band (laughs) they've never heard of (laughs) is definitely the wrong thing to say. (laughs) All the best in your search for a label. And then eventually they posted out the email that they sent to the label. Did you read that too? Mm -mm. Well, here's the email that they sent to the label. Um, And it came from, from both of them. It says, Dear Blank, um, my name is Zach and Brian. <laughs> and then there's a picture of them um, just like sitting and giving a goofy <laughs> smile. Um, and it says, Copyright 2012 Band-Aid, or 2019 Band-Aid Brigade. I recently had the absolute pleasure of writing and recording a visionary album which, <laughs> which documents the history, present, and future of rock and roll to come. Band-Aid Brigade. I'm separate. Now, of course, I considered many record labels for distribution, but have since painstakingly over several months analyzed and narrowed down to a healthy top echelon. So first, congratulations. (laughs) If you only knew the scrutiny you've survived to get here, you'd be as proud as I am. Next paragraph, spacebar. They typed that out. Really? (laughs) Yeah. First, we'd like to establish some preliminary guidelines. We require one, and then in parentheses it has the number one, photograph of the listener both prior and subsequently listening (laughs) to enclosed album. Be sure to read and agree to the NDA below. So I guess they they were trying to keep everything a secret. Um, And then there's a picture of like a boardroom looking lawyers all staring at him. So you're enjoying the email. What happens next? Then they posted a link for the Travel Light music video. And at the very end it says, Due to the overwhelming calls and text received regarding this album, it's imperative that you respond via email only. Once you're ready to get in touch with us about how to proceed, please contact me by simply replying to this email. 
<laughs> I'm looking forward to work, working with you, and I await your response via email. <laughs> that switches <laughs> Zach and Brian. <laughs> so they uh, they're goofing around a lot. It sounds like it. they legitimately sent that out, though. It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, that's hilarious. It's goofy. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just think they're very, very good. And I had sent this to Jesse, so I'm just going to let you guys know as well. If you want a good taste of their sense of humor, yeah. watch their live sessions. If you go on YouTube and you type in Band-Aid Brigade Live at Black and Bloom, that's spelled B-L-U-H-M, uh, it's, it's got a good kind of combination of, of the live session. I think they do like... They do like four three songs, songs, maybe three or four songs. Three or four songs. And there's some interviews spliced some, in there. Yeah, some interviews with them, yep. yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's all really funny. goofy. Same type of humor in that. Yeah, and they were going to continue um, touring Playing shows and whatnot. Never happened. I, were they weren't they going to come to Nashville? Yeah, they had a contact us section on their website. Yeah, so I was like, I'll contact them. So yeah. I sent them an email. I said, "Your album's really good." I said, um, uh, "Becca was my fiance at the time. I am now married." Woo! Yeah. Um, but I said, "My fiance loves the butt train song. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys come to Nashville. Love Stephen." Mm-hmm. Um, and they respond. They were like. Oh, thanks so much. Glad you enjoy it. Our plan is to come to Nashville in July if this thing clears up. Yeah. Clearly, it, didn't it clear did up. not. Not even close. <laughs> did not clear up. Yeah. But, uh, at all, which is very unfortunate, but... Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. At least we have the album to listen to. At least we have music and beer. Yes. All in one place. American Brazen Tunes. Yeah. Anyways, shall we delve into the album? Yes. I'm Separate by Band-Aid Brigade. We shall. All right. The very first song is called Everything. Everything. It is my first recommendation, for sure. It's definitely a fantastic song. Um, from the faded in intro through to the end where he repeats everything, 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 everything. And everything in between. I think this is my favorite song on the whole record. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Not to say that there's not going to be good songs to come because the rest of the record is good. Uh, this just happens to be my favorite. Okay. Um, I really think it's a really cool chord progression. Like, yeah. I, I learned the chord Fantastic progression. Fantastic progression, yeah. Took me a, a minute to, to nail down, but once I did, I was like, ooh, I wouldn't have thought of this chord to put here. Oh, this, ooh, very cool. <laughs> um, but it's it's awesome. I love in the chorus when the drums go to halftime, yeah. but the guitar stays in the same chugging palm mute. It's just a really cool combination. It's just, it sounds really good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely sure what he's singing about and this is going to be the case for almost every song on this record yeah (laughs) um i think they use a lot of metaphors and they're vague enough about what they're talking about um but i'm just gonna go on a limb and say it's about um everything yeah everything (laughs) and you're gonna lose everything at some point like yeah everything's temporal yeah i think i think that's pretty much what he's uh what he's saying and i think that's going to be a theme that pops up Time and time again. Yeah, the one line that I like is when they, especially melodically, he says, stay hypnotized, don't realize you haven't what you have in time. Yeah. I don't really get you haven't what you have in time, but... Over time, what you have changes, I think. Yeah. But I like the the, the stay hypnotized, don't realize. It almost seems like... Don't realize. Yeah. And there's great harmonies over that. It kind of seems like what he's saying is like, it's easier to... Um, ignorance is bliss is almost yeah. like a yeah. be a synonym for that makes sense because you're hypnotized yeah awesome song though great 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 start to the album you get the yeah. guitar the piano um, and it's just a fun production mm-hmm. uh, moving on to track number two which is called travel light um and this was that first single i, I talked about where they had the music video where he's on the spin class it's real goofy uh, but yes. they definitely change sound here yeah um, this is where the first time we hear brian sing right? yes brian yeah. wallstrom 
It's got the, like the 80s synth pop, but the the way that the guitar plays, it's almost like 70s disco. Yeah. Cuz it's like it's playing syncopated and it's got that weird clean sound to it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a weird weird combination of genres kind of blended in here. Um really really catchy song. Uh, if you were going to pick one song on the album to dance to, I guarantee it's this one. Yeah. Throughout. It's just super super catchy. But yeah, Brian sings the the verses. Mm-hmm. Um I think Zach sings the choruses. Nice back and forth between the two. Mm. Again, not entirely sure what it's about, uh, but I think it's similar where you lose everything and all you have is yourself. Like, yeah. I travel lightly with my body on my back. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the kind of the resounding line from the uh, from the whole song. Yeah. And I guess it is worth mentioning that right before this, I think Brian had a separation and a divorce. Mm-hmm. I think that might have had... I know he said for sure there's one song on here that's definitely about his divorce, but I bet you there's some sprinkled there's in with the rest sprink- of it. Yeah, sprinkled everywhere else in it. I would assume so. Moving on to an, another different song. Track number three is called Attila. And I don't think the they Hun. mean Attila the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen the live action Mulan yet? I have not. I haven't. And I don't really plan on it because apparently it's terrible. I haven't heard. The, I was never that interested in it to begin with. Yeah. Um. Not because for any reason. It just didn't spark my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have Disney Plus, and that's where it went to. But it still costs thirty dollars. Yeah, to, what, to buy what the, it. Thirty dollars? What the heck? If you're gonna put it on Disney Plus, make it included. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're gonna charge the thirty bucks, just put it on video on demands. That's, yeah. I guess they're trying to make up for like it not being in theaters. If that's the case, then but, just then just wait and release it in theaters. Yeah. That's what you're gonna do. But apparently, they did you hear about everything that, that they changed in it? Um, no. Like, they took out... I heard out, there's no Mushu. They took out Mushu, yeah, which is one of the best parts. Yeah, I love Mushu. Um, and they gave Mulan, like, magical powers. Interesting. Or something like that. Something really weird. But, anyway, um, enough about... I'll still watch it whenever it comes to Disney Plus regular streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just, not, not I don't want to pay 30 bucks. Yeah, not going to pay $30 to, to watch it. No, if you have a family of five... That's Maybe. a good price. Because think about it. If, if, if you, you video yeah. on demand 30 bucks for like five people versus five movie tickets, yeah, it's a good like, deal then. But like, especially if you go to a night show, it's probably like $12 per ticket. Yeah, it's absurd. So, um, But Attila, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're talking about this song. <laughs> back, back to Band-Aid Brigade. Um, this song is less upbeat and happy sounding. And I think this is, I would say this is more of like an alt-rock song. Hmm. Um, it's way different sounding than the last two and way different than some of the songs to come. Yeah. Um, Almost grungy, but not really. Um, and again, confusing thematically. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, he sings about like being on an asteroid and on a different planet, like coming towards Earth, like as a meteor. Um, but I think that's a metaphor for him personally. Like it seems like he like he talks about how he let people down. And he's trying mm-hmm. to make it up somehow. So yeah. I, I think there's some metaphors for him as a person being on a different planet. Yeah. Um, you can read into it however you want. It. He may mean something different. That's just. Seems to be the, the seems to be the general idea. Uh, idea behind the song. Yeah, yeah, a good song though. Yeah, I like it. I like the next song a little, little bit better though. I do too. Track number four. Which Stay is busy. Stay busy. Stay busy. It's don't, good for me. It's good for you. <laughs> but that's not how the song starts. I think yeah. the song has a really kind of cool and somewhat complex arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning is slow. Like the first two thirds of the song is real slow and kind of like drags and creeps along. Um, but it's really got a really tight groove. Mm-hmm, it really um, does. 
but like two thirds of the way into it, it morphs into another '80s song. Yeah, uh, the tempo, <laughs> the beat, and the feel completely changes, but the chorus stays the same. Like if you yeah. didn't know it was the same song, you would just hear the two different sections yeah, yeah, separately you and say these you are two separate songs. It's not yeah, even close. You wouldn't think to put them together if you just heard them separately. But it's cool. And once the the song changes, there's like pan flutes or like a recorder, just some kind of flutey instrument in the background mm-hmm. and then a saxophone comes in and you're like oh yeah whoa <laughs> you're like huh if you listen to some good headphones you can really pick out all these cool instruments in the background yeah for sure really cool sounding again thematically i mean they, they talk about um standing still is bad like he says standing still will crush yeah. your creature's will um yeah. so you got to keep moving and I'm, I'm i'm sure i'm not going out on too much of a limb here saying that they mean like keep moving as a person and growing because mm-hmm. um, if you stay still um no, you can't grow. Like yeah, being it's bad. being stagnant is never, uh, never really a good thing for anybody to to be or to do. Yeah. Instead of instead of standing still, you should travel light. Oh, I just I just remember the uh, the melody for a part of it. And, and even brick and mortar won't. Even brick and mortar won't. Yeah. yeah. Really cool song. Completion is a timeless lie, but I'm not lying down. But I'm not. Lying. It's almost like a swing. Yeah, like a swing beat almost on the second portion of the song. Yeah, I really, I really like I really like that song. That's a cool one. Whenever it gets to the "Stay Busy" part, I always it's just jam out to it. It's good for you. Stay busy. Yeah, really cool song. it's great. Let's move on to another different sounding song. Track yes. number five is called "Treat Me Like a Christmas Tree," and it's my honorable mention. Your HM. Yeah. Nice. Uh, again, it's a metaphor about treating somebody like a Christmas tree. <laughs> exactly what it sounds like, yeah. But I mean, he goes in depth. Like, he talks he about does, yeah. uh, being uprooted from your home and proudly, yet briefly on display yep. until you're thrown out and collected with the trash. Yep, and this is uh, Zach Quinn singing yep. again. I don't know if it's one. about a personal experience, but um, or if he's just writing about that because he was maybe inspired by a Christmas tree. Who knows? Maybe he's writing about playing shows. Could be. Very well could be, because that makes sense, too. It's like people, he goes you to love one them place, for a minute. and it's like, oh, like, you know, like crazy. And then and then once you, people are, are done with the show, they just, like, forget. Yeah, and you're alone no. in a van. Yeah. yeah. It, what doesn't, he talks about, well, I wake up in the road. Yeah. I just figured that was, like, people throw their Christmas trees on the road, but that, that could be also be a metaphor for being on the road after a show. Didn't yeah. Th- I didn't think about that. It is really interesting thinking about comparing yourself to a Christmas tree. Gingerly you cut me down, adorned, displayed, I feel proud. Yeah. The briefest of all symphonies. Fragments of hard time, I'm bound. I'm never, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just, now I'm just reading the lyrics off. But yeah, that's a really interesting sounding song. Uh, it sounds also, cool. Like yeah. the, the verses are my favorite because it's got that driving rhythm. And it's got the palm muted bass, which you don't mm-hmm. hear too often. Uh, but it sounds really cool. My favorite part in the song is after the first chorus... And they go into the second verse. It's got that... Right. We got that yeah. syncopated, almost Latino-sounding drum beat huh. out of nowhere. And it just sounds so cool. And then it yeah, kind of goes yeah, back yeah. to normal in the, as the verse kicks off. For sure. Um, but somebody took some time to, to arrange that part. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Moving on to another 80s pop song. Track number yes. six is called Losing Light. Um, I could imagine this as like a Huey Lewis deep cut almost. Hmm. Like not as poppy as like hip to be square. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And if you add a little bit more rock sound, that's kind of kind of like same this. in that same general vein though. Yeah, hmm. that's, it's got this really really nice big chorus. Yeah. Um, and coming out of the bridge later on in the song, uh, the chorus pops in acapella like, 
mm-hmm. you hear all the harmonies. It's really nice. Yeah. Don't stop living. Don't, don't stop forgiving. But I'm tired of losing light. Mm-hmm. And I think they change keys to hit that I don't major know. note at the end of when he says losing light. Um, I'm not going to do a analysis of it, but I'm pretty sure there's a, <laughs> either a, a borrowed chord or something a little different in yeah, there. Yeah, probably it's a borrowed chord. Cool. And I've said this about other people who are piano players, but when you hear music written by uh, an accomplished pianist, and he's a, also a classically trained singer, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they have a pretty good grasp on music theory, and they yeah. would write things that you typically wouldn't hear in yep. popular music. Yeah, um, So it's always kind of cool to hear that. Um, I think and this... Then- also oh, could have to do about his divorce. Could be, yeah. Um, like there's one line, um, the more you explain, the less I know. It's a fool's campaign not to let you go. Empty drawers and picture frames. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still sounds positive because <laughs> he, like later on the song, he's like, I right. won't stop now. Yeah, the chorus when he says, don't stop living, don't stop forgiving. Yeah. But I'm tired of losing light. But yeah. So, could well, be about his divorce. Now. I don't know. Another fantastic song though. Yeah. And then we really changed pace oh, so, yeah, on track very, number seven. A very different sounding song. Track uh, number seven. the most different sounding on the album. Oh, absolutely. You count, I, I agree. This unless you count the last song. But. Called I Think It's Going to Rain Today. Today. Yep. Just Brian's vocals and an electric keyboard. The melody is really interesting in this song, though. Yes, it really. Well, everything's interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing I, the reason I say that is because the, the, mel- the melody is almost like hymnal in some ways. Yeah, I, I think you were right. I'd never it's thought not, about that. It's not a hymnal as in like a, uh, where there's like certain chunks that you go through, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. But like the general structure of the melody seems very hymnal to me. I'm not sure if that's what Brian was going for in this song, but that's kind of what I get out of it. It very well could be. It's really kind of a dismal and melancholic song. It's the, actually pretty much the only line that reminds me of that is when it says, Human kindness. It's is overflowing. Like that that specific and one. I think it's going to rain today. <laughs> when yeah. you get to the bridge, though, you hit some weird yeah, some really chords. weird, like, almost seems like pointillism type yeah. stuff. I think that's his music theory music background theory coming, coming in. in yeah. Some of the weird modern yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's really kind of a, a nice break in the album. Definitely. I like that song. But we go back to the... Uh, somewhat of their their sound because their sounds all over the place so i hesitate to say their sound Mm -hmm. with the next song track number eight it's called holding steady it's my second recommendation good one it's another kind of chugging or driving song um with the steady palm mute like yeah and that there's that one electric guitar every time i hear that i go ooh um but it's a really, really awesome sounding song. Yeah. Um, similar to the drums in um, Treat Me Like a Christmas Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the syncopated drums on the chorus here. On the right. holding steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll make you ready for, for the, the atom bomb. bomb. Um, again, metaphors here. Atom bombs. They talk about the cloud the confetti. End of the world. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what they're saying <laughs> um, but i think it's similar themes about keeping moving i uh, like holding holding steady won't make you ready for the atom bomb so yeah maybe keep moving i don't know i'm just trying to make connections where there might or might not be some right know? really huh. really catchy song though i like the line ageless the devil at the doorstep is contagious contag 
Contagious? Peddling mm-hmm. novellas missing pages. Yeah. I like that line. Missing pages. Pages. Yeah. Really, really cool sounding. Another kind of reference to ignorance is bliss. Yeah. In a way. The Matrix. Ooh. And the Matrix is like a computer program, and a lot of computers are made of grid. Let's move on to track number <laughs> nine, Break the Grid. <laughs> my last recommendation. Oh, it's a fantastic song. <laughs> um, this is, I would say, probably my second favorite song on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Really, really cool. I would say an 80s rock song is what it sounds like oh, to me. Yeah. 100%. Um, it's got that pulsing keyboard. And then the yeah. guitar comes in. Every time yeah. I hear it, I just want to like run up the rocky stairs <laughs> or like jog a couple miles in a sweat. Like yeah. a tracksuit. In a tracksuit. I want to have a montage to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, it's an awesome sounding song. It really um, is. It's so fantastic. It's really catchy. Um, other than the catchiness and how great the song great, is written, boy, yeah. more metaphors, mm-hmm. which I don't know what they mean entirely. Is it a love song? I think maybe. Probably. I uh, wish I could be the man uh, that would turn it off. I'd break the grid for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he's saying there's things that he can't do. So it, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what he means. Because, yeah. again, with Zach Quinn and with Pears, I don't know as much for Brian Wallstrom, but for Zach Quinn, his writing can be very vague and rich in metaphors. Yeah, it definitely can be. And I feel like this song probably is. Because, I mean, I'm assuming that like he, when he says, I'd break the grid for you, like he would, is he talking about like an electrical grid? Could be. So would he like... Or the grid like of normality? Des- would he like I don't know. destroy a bunch of stuff for whoever he's talking about? Could be. You know? Or like if you're on a grid, like you're on a system, like everything's moving In a as it should way. be, I would yeah. disrupt everything for you. Yeah. I don't know what it, what it means, but that's what I think of at least. Good song though. Yeah. Let's move on to the penultimate track, which is called Nothing Matters. Nothing Matters. Uh, I think this sounds like one of Zach Quinn's solo songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see that. He hits those soft vocals and uh-huh. some of the falsettos in the, the verses. Yeah. It on starts that, off On his so solo soft. album, he has like a lot of more singing like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear that on pairs too often. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, but his Only solo like record. a couple songs, I think. Maybe in the first chorus of Green Star. Yeah, in Green Star, yeah. yeah. Love that song. Um, but this is a really slow burn of a song, and it really crescendos beautifully, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it's a fantastic I song, though. My soul... And tender and fi fum It always matters. Like mm-hmm. there's a really, really cool way how the melody flows through the song. Yeah. Very well written. Um I think that in this song he's trying to convince himself that people and others are like emotions and relationships always matter like it's something that he has a hard time understanding yeah but at the end of the song um he resigns himself to believing that nothing matters and he repeats that it's a lie that he learned to love is what he says Uh, but i really like i think it's the last it might be the bridge i really don't know how the song's structured it's kind of Mm -hmm. a strange structure but he says i lost both my arms in the quest for For a a hug hug. Mm -hmm. i cannot embrace just perpetually shrug yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. weird it's pretty Pretty vibrant imagery. I'm just imagining a, a yeah, dude with no definitely. arms, like trying just to hug like, somebody. Oh, he's moving their shoulders. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, hmm. it, it crescendos, has a huge climax, and then it ends very softly. Mm-hmm. Good song. Really fantastic song. 
Could be the end of an album. It could be, but, uh, but we why move on not, to the song Nothing. Why not add another song yeah. at the end of it? <laughs> um, the last song, Nothing, begins with a solo piano chord melody, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're playing the chords and melody to the first song, Everything. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. Like It's kind of like haunting and beautiful. And like, ooh, this <laughs> brings it full circle. Yeah. And then it ends real slowly, and it you don't hear anything, and then you hear... Um, it sounds like he he lets go of the foot lever on the piano. What do you call mm-hmm. that? The sustain the, the thing, pedal? pedal? Sustain, sustain pedal? pedal, yeah. Um, so you, if you've ever done that on a piano, if you let go, it kind of gives you a go, like a weird noise. And you hear yeah. that. And then it sounds like Brian says, that one will do. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. And you're like, I guess that's the album. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 12-bar um, blues guitar comes in. Yep, and yep. you hear... Zach Quinn's weathered and smoky voice saying, yeah. this, this is a song from, the from bayou. deep in the bayou, <laughs> handed down from generation to generation of alligator men, men. and swamp men. <laughs> it's like, All this really goofy, weird stuff. First time I heard it, I was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> there's no jokes in the whole album until no, here. except for it's, this song. <laughs> it's like deadly serious. Um, even though like they, they joke all on their Instagram page, and then you hear this song, you're like, what in the world? <laughs> um, so you're like, maybe it's going to be some traditional song. Yeah. And then... Maybe it actually will be like a yeah. folk song handed down from generation to, gen- to generation. Because it almost sounds like that. And then you hear him say, riding on the butt train. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that this is not a traditional song. Oh, it's so good. Uh, this song is hilarious. Yeah, it really is. Um, I I think it was... I can't remember where I, I saw it. It might have been on... It was like a... Uh, when they were doing a bunch of live streams at the beginning of mm-hmm. um, quarantine and lockdown. Um, Joey Capes One Week Records did one. It was like two hours long and maybe it was like 20 people each did two songs a piece. Okay, yeah. And his very last song, he did this and his grandma was dancing in the background. <laughs> or his Mima, I guess he calls his her. His Mima, yeah. Um, but I think he said That's that hilarious. this was a song he had written a long time ago and never found the right place to record it. <laughs> so he was just like, all right, this time it's going to be right here. So they did it. Uh, the musicianship is really good. Like oh, yeah, even it's fantastic. Like, like it's, later in the song, you, there's this awesome walking bass line that's just like, it's like, ooh, it's, a, it's really like nice. just a really like really goofy subject matter. But the <laughs> the song is really good though. All about butts. I like when yep. he goes, you smell that? You smell that? It smells like ooh, gas. Don't touch that. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> What are you thinking about? <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, it's so, hilarious. It's, it's kind of so like good. a bonus track almost. Like, yeah, yeah. The lyrics aren't in the yeah. They're not the lyrics in the, liner, in the liner notes of the album. You can't find the lyrics online. There's almost no mention really? of it anywhere. Yeah, I've searched. I mean, you huh. can if you listen to it. It's pretty easy. He enunciates very well. You can hear all the yeah, words. Yeah. Um, but you can't find them anywhere. So it's <laughs> it's as close a to a bonus, bonus track as I would say. Just a little bonus, like a little secret track almost. But I think it's fun that's hilarious a fun end to an awesome album um yeah the more the more and more i listen to this album and a lot of like well zach quinn's solo album and pairs the more i realize that like he is uh just a really good songwriter like a a unique songwriter i'd say very unique because he like uh brian wallstrom and a lot of piano players comes up with chord progressions i would never think of yeah they're not your standard one five six Six, four. four yeah uh, or probably I don't I don't know I haven't analyzed them but I would say they're probably not even one five one chord progressions to a degree mm-hmm. they travel in weird ways that are really yeah they're kind they, of rewarding if you you delve into it yeah they definitely borrow chords I mean like for the stuff that we write like we normally borrow the like the six of five or the six of six but 
Like they definitely do some crazier stuff. Yeah. And I don't even know that I'm borrowing chords. I'm just like, ooh, I'm, I know minor four. <laughs> I love the going for the majors of minor four. I well, borrow. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to say I borrow chord. I mean, I borrow that from Tony Sly. <laughs> <laughs> the minor four. Yep. Yeah, I love that. But oh, uh, but that that's one of my favorite progressions, though. It just it, is. it works so well. It is. And it's it's so very good. just very pleasing to hear. Yeah, it really is. Every time I hear it, mm. it's almost a better resolution than a five seven to a one. Yeah, and I don't remember what that is off the top of my head, but it's the, I it's agree. Just the, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, do you mean like a dominant seven? Dominant seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, five, yeah, seven. yeah. I just said five, seven. Okay. But, I thought you meant yeah. like the fifth of the seven. I'm like, no, no. what in the world is that? <laughs> no, dom- dominant seven. <laughs> so from like B to E. Yeah. Or B7 to E, I mean. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, enough about chords. And yeah, back to the end of this album. Um, like I said, I love it. If you will recall, when we were doing our favorite albums that we listened to during quarantine this, this was one. on my list yeah for um, sure. might have been the top one i can't remember off the top of my head but this was definitely in my top five albums mm. um i really hope they find a vaccine to, that works to this soon so same bands can start touring again yeah uh, including band-aid brigade i would love to see them live same here um, i have no way to support them other than buying their music right now maybe buying a t-shirt i, I don't know i don't even have t-shirts I don't know either. I would I would assume they maybe do. Yeah, but I mean, bands are doing go go ahead and bands merch sites buy stuff directly from them. If yep. you if your favorite artist is doing a live stream where you can buy tickets, go ahead and buy some. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just to help them out. And in the this live crazy, music industry is suffering. Yeah, really bad right now. So yeah, I'd love to see it get back to, to full get back swing. to normal for for their sake and for my own selfish reasons too yeah. <laughs> obviously can't hide that yeah for sure um, but yeah. i definitely want to go to shows again definitely want to play shows again absolutely absolutely so, weird weird time definitely is let's, but what's well, not weird is how good this beer is i was gonna say let's transition back to the beer but you said it's so nice <laughs> yeah. yeah it was too beautiful that's, that's had... pretty much uh how either of us segues in anything yeah Speaking of what's not weird, <laughs> it was perfect. Or, speaking of the Matrix, which is a grid, on to the next song. <laughs> which well, you at least break segue. I was about to say, let's go back to the beer. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was going to not bury the lead. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so it's warmed up quite a bit. What do you think now that uh, it's warmed up and we can fully taste it, as they say? Are you getting more notes? Are you getting different notes? Um, I'm getting a little bit less. Uh, maple, a little bit more milk sugar. Yeah, the cinnamon the, st- is still subdued. It's definitely yeah, there. Still subdued, but um, still sweet though. I'd the, say the milk sugar is uh, taking over the maple. Yeah, the maple's not gone. It's definitely still there, and it's definitely still good. I'd say throughout when it was cold and when it's warmed up a little bit, it still has not tasted like ten percent. No, no, I forgot. I actually forgot it was ten percent. In fact, this doesn't even taste like beer. <laughs> it tastes <laughs> I, like a. Like a, a smoothie or something. Yeah, it doesn't taste like alcohol. You could probably sure. put uh, like vanilla ice cream in this and it'd be amazing. Yeah. Like I said, I, w- I would be totally fine with pouring this on a waffle or yeah. pancake or a French Ooh, toast or man, any be so delicious good. breakfast food. That'd be so great. Yeah. When uh, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. Whatever it was at uh, Craft Brewed for Black, Fri- Black Friday, they were doing mm-hmm. um, while you're waiting for the tap room to open or the bottle shop to open, they had waffles and oh, a yeah. breakfast uh, founders breakfast stout syrup mm, really it was really good Ooh, yeah that sounds good yeah. i was like don't don't put it in syrup just put the beer on the waffle i'll be happy <laughs> it's a sweet <laughs> delicious stout yes on the waffle. anyways um looking forward to next week i believe we're going to do another different one-off type however you want to call it episode yeah 
um, we're going to do something that I think will be a fun one. Yeah, we're definitely be fun. Talking about everybody's favorite skateboarding video game soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Yes. Um, kind of a little homage slash honor because they just re-released it. Yeah, they just released the remastered versions of 1 and 2. I wish they had it on uh, Switch. Yeah. I, I have no way to play it. Are you going to get it? Maybe. Yeah. I haven't really, I haven't thought about it yet. I'm not sure like if I'm actually going to or not. I think you should. It would be fun to so play, I can it. play it. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be fun to play it. Like it'd be real, really nostalgic. Yeah. I've I've seen little uh, videos of the, the gameplay. It looks, it looks really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like sometimes games are remastered and it doesn't look that different or like really that good. But this one looks like mm-hmm. it looks really like good. Completely different. You know, when they redid Zelda: Ocarina of Time for the uh, 3DS, that yeah. one looked really good. Yeah. Um, at least better than the N64 one. So this one for Tony Hawk looks light years beyond even that. Maybe I won't get it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the soundtrack. We're not going to be reviewing every single song, but we're going to be talking Just about talk our about favorite songs our favorites. Yep. and what they mean to us. Because I think that's a lot of people's first introduction to punk music or skate punk. It definitely was, yeah. yeah. And I think there have been some videos, like they interviewed Tony Hawk, and he even talked about that sometimes. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a... Uh, I'd say a monumental album for the genre. And I think, did you go to the live show that Nashville is the reason put on the to- the tribute to Tony Hawk? Or did you just, I don't think so. Did you just see the Wait, videos of it? Did I go to that? Yeah, I did go to that. I thought you did. That was, uh, cause you sent me videos. Of yeah. It. We were there. I was there with Sam. Yes. I believe I wanted to go, but I, I don't know if I was out. Of it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they played was, Superman, of course. And maybe like it was a bunch of different local Nashville. Yeah. Bands there were a couple played. of, there were like three or four different bands. It's like a tribute played. to Tony Hawk soundtrack yeah it was and you could play they had a section set up where they had like n64s where you could play that's so cool the first game awesome yeah um but that'll be next week the following week we'll go back to our regular format where we each have a different album to review Um, yes and then we'll go from there yeah we will Um, if you want to reach out to us give us questions concerns advice or knowledge Um, if you want to recommend an album for us to review we will literally review anything literally literally yeah if it's a two hour long concept album or if it's, a if it's an ep 20 minute pop record we'll review Anything. it just uh, hit us up on any of the social medias look up american brews and tunes or send us an email at american brews and tunes at gmail.com um anyways my name is steven johnson and my name is jesse titus i supposed to say that or do we drink the beer first i don't know let's, let's just cheers and drink yeah. the beer and then we'll cheers drink the beer. <laughs> it's been Who a knows? minute it's, it's been a little bit it's been it's been, it's been a pretty busy past few months for steve yeah i got married and yeah, i had a honeymoon with, and with planning moved into a new house and whatnot and yeah all during coronavirus so it's been a weird time yeah which we're actually in a new space right now yeah it's a uh, it looks pretty it looks awesome. really nice maybe we'll post some pictures of it who okay. knows I i'll post we can post something yeah. anyways let's uh let's try this beer again all right as we always say in american brews and tunes down the 101 hatch again Ooh, yeah, was oh, good. yeah, I was thinking about it. I was mm. about to say, it doesn't taste as sweet anymore, and then, then the sweetness kicked I, in. Yeah, I just time. got like a huge hit of maple yeah. at the end there. Yeah. Uh, such a good beer. Yeah, I think this is where we normally say... This is where we normally say... So, pretend like we added that here. Yeah. Um, thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll catch you next week. Yep, sounds good. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!